Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio here on Small Business IT Radio for another oh, our first show of the uh, new year. So happy 2009 to you. Again, we're on live here at blogtalkradio.com. Uh, this is Small Business IT Radio, a show uh, dedicated to all the IT professionals out there that look after small business clients across the world. And we have a great uh, show here starting up the the new year. My good friend Andrew Morgan, who and I, him and I go way back from his days in the PSA business. Now he's with uh, Kaseya, and we're going to be talking about for the next, you know, up to about an hour on uh, on what Kaseya is doing, you know why we should look at monitoring solutions for our, for our clients and, you know, managed services in general. We'll talk about some of the new trends that are coming up. So a lot of good stuff coming up. But just a reminder, this show is on live every Friday, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, smallbusinessitradio.com is our URL you can go to and download all the archives of this program. And I welcome you to uh, drop us comments at info at smallbusinessitradio.com. So let's get right into it. Andrew, how are things in uh, in sunny Florida these days? Cold, cold. <laughs> not not uh, you know not uh, plus three Fahrenheit like where you're at, Stuart. But uh, you know we woke up around uh, you know forty five fifty this morning. So for us it is uh, it's brisk. But uh, you know I'm not complaining. Now but you're, at, you're are you in the Miami area? Or you're in Tampa, or have Tampa. you moved? You're in Tampa, so I'm in Tampa. You, you decided yeah, so to stay there, right? Uh, yes, I did, and uh, it's a beautiful area. So I uh, wouldn't go back to New York. If uh, if you paid me, so, yeah, there you go. All the years. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You know your IT background. You were with ConnectWise prior to joining Kaseya, but you know there might be some people out there that are hearing your voice for the first time and said, "Hey, who's this Andrew Morgan guy, and what qualifies him to be on this program?" Well, um, I'm I'm asking that myself, Stuart. But <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I go back about 12 years in the IT field. I I've uh, been uh, I was with a, a you know a back in the day uh, with a VAR here, fairly large VAR, about 100 employees uh, selling for them called Progressive Business Solutions. Uh, uh, we were a big Cisco, Citrix uh, shop back in the day when we could get 50, 60 points on Cisco gear. We did a lot of that. Um, we specialized in Great Plains. We were the third largest Great Plains reseller in the world at the time. Um, so uh, from there, um, that was uh, ironically uh, back in the day before you know, ConnectWise was even born as far as an application, but Arnie uh, Bellini and David Bellini and I, uh, you know, were kind of co-opetition. We would run into each other. We worked in some similar accounts uh, where they were doing infrastructure. They used to be called MIS. They actually worked, you know, a U.S. web affiliate back way back when. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we uh, became uh, acquaintances back then. And uh, over a period of time, uh, when Arnie started saying, hey, you know, look at this application we wrote internally for uh, running our business. Um, uh, wasn't, uh, I was like, wow, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of reasons why, uh, you know, VARs should, should take a look at this because we, you know, like most companies at the time when I was at Progressive, you know, we were running Great Plains you know, project. Um, we were running, you know, we went from Winsoft to Great Plains 
uh, project, entering time, and we had stuff all over the place in the typical story. So, um, you know, what they had done for their own company um, made a lot of, of, of sense uh, from an operations and process perspective. So, yeah, it wasn't too long before I found myself getting real excited, and we we hit the road, uh, gosh, it was about six years ago, and uh, about uh, about a year, a little under a year ago, uh, um, you know, we've, we've been working hard, long hours on the road. We got our the company up to about, um, when I left there, about 1,600 integrators running ConnectWise and uh, um, uh, had been friends with the guys at Kaseya actually back in the day when it was just me and Arnie, and um, it was uh, Bill Falk, Gerald, Bill Falk, and, and uh, uh, you know, the two founders, uh, programmers, uh, Paul Wong and Mark Sutherland, and... Uh, um, so we'd always kept in touch, and uh, we're always good uh, good acquaintances and friends throughout the, the day, and uh, made good sense for me to make a change, uh, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, kind of you kind of hit on a couple things, Andrew, that are important to me in business is the value of relationships, and I think you kind of a good testimonial there oh, to, uh, yeah, uh, to the value of relationships. Yeah, you never know where what's going to happen. That's a <laughs> that's a very true statement, Stuart. Very, well, we have the we have the phone lines open. We have a couple of callers that are waiting. We'll get to you in a few minutes if you have any questions for Andrew. But just to remind everybody, the area code 646-716-8372 if you'd like to dial in and ask Andrew or myself a question on uh, you know anything managed services, Kaseya related, uh, you know anything in general about IT. Where I'm sure we can uh, entertain those. Um, and the chat window is now open on uh, blogtalkradio.com. If you want to go on the chat window, we can try to get you that way as well. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about Kaseya. What, what is, uh, for those that are not familiar with what, what does the product do? How does a IT partner uh, value from a relationship with Kaseya? Well, um, you know, Kaseya is, uh, I, I would say, gets lumped, um, and I use that word kind of loosely. You know, when, when a lot of people have heard about Kaseya for for those who haven't, you know, when they hear about, you know, the industry tools uh, that get uh, termed or dubbed as managed service tools that do remote monitoring and management, or RMM as it's commonly called, um, these suites of tools that can uh, automate delivery of service across multiple networks uh, simultaneously. And there's some distinct, you know, differentiators about, you know, Kaseya, certainly. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'd say one of the unique things about Kaseya and, and, and one of the main reasons what attracted me is, you know, um, one of the challenges a lot of, of IT professionals have is selling managed services. I, I think, you know, in, in I've had some phenomenal relationships over the years like you have, Stuart, with a lot of, you know, just great people in this industry. But when the rubber hits the road to selling managed services, it, it is a challenging business. Um, you know, there's not a lot of Gary Picas out there that, uh, you know, grow a $6 million recurring revenue business and get acquired by MindShift. Um, so when you look at Kaseya, um, we look at it more as a service delivery tool that can deliver any, anything from, you know, your break fix to your block time clients to... Um, project work uh, to managed services, um, and um, and and most recently, I've been working with uh, one of my newer clients that, um, uh, from a .dot com error, took several companies public, and um, he um, has a fairly large data center in in New Jersey, and they've been been doing hosted email. 
uh, you know, hosted Exchange, uh, host a lot of websites. They're still an ISP, and um, they were doing a lot of block time delivery. And you know, about 250 um, uh, employee, um, not employee, 250 user or company client base. And this guy's bright, very bright, and sees the writing on the wall as far as you know the cloud. And one um, one of the really unique things he's doing is he's actually putting Kaseya agents on customers uh, that are not even paying for managed services, just getting them out there, kind of like, hey, I'm I'm going to be your on-star, you know, the the GM world, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing is. Um, he's actually using the information coming from these non-paying customers as means to go out there and say, look what's going on here, and educating those customers on where the industry is headed, um, really in, in the cloud computing model. So he's giving them the choices and at the same time educating them and say, hey, look, you could, you know, I don't know time of death on the server. You know, I don't know when this thing's going to go. Um, but more than likely, you know, the traditional model says you're going to upgrade the server, we're going to do a project for you, or somebody's going to do a project for you. Uh, you're going to buy more Microsoft licensing or, you know, traditionally, you know, an exchange, maybe it's an exchange upgrade or something of that nature. You're going to buy more cows, you're going to buy more hardware, we're going to have to back up, et cetera, et cetera. Or why don't you come into my data center here and let me show you what we're doing that's kind of unique. So he's using it kind of as a lost leader, but as a tool. Now the the, the clients are looking at him as a, as a, you know, really that you know it's oh way overused term, a trusted advisor. He's not looking to sell them right now. It's a very soft approach. Hey, I'll do whatever you want. You want to, you want to spend ten fifteen thousand dollars on SBS implementation, whatever it may be, depending on the size of the exchange, SBS, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to take a look at what we're doing here, and what a lot of my clients are looking at? At doing to look at an operating expense model to mitigate uh, having to go through this, you know, same thing over and over and over yeah, that we're going to do in three to five years again. Um, does that does that help a little bit? Yeah, for sure. No, you mentioned a couple things in there about, uh, uh, especially around cloud computing. It's one of those things that I've been watching very closely. Where mm-hmm. do you see, Andrew, in your opinion, where do you see that the whole industry going that way? And you and I talked earlier about some very innovative solutions that are. You know, coming down the pipe uh, with with the whole cloud, and, and maybe what Kaseya's piece is going to be around, uh, you know, that for the from the IT professional's point of view. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's hard to say. You know, what uh, I mean, I, I I can tell you that from a Kaseya perspective, we're certainly, you know, we've embraced the, you know, virtual administrator and um, and 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 Stuart secure my company, and I. You know, I, I think we're going to be doing some, you know, cloud or, or multi-tenant models for some of the smaller guys as far as serving up services. Um, you know, as far as you know, um, uh, where we are headed specifically, I'm um, kind of going to defer that to, um, you know, pay grades a few higher uh, uh, up than I am. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, you know, as far as um, you know, where I where I've seen some immediate movement. I mean very uh, uh, significant movement. Um, the company actually escapes me right now, but in, they're in the Virginia, D.C. area, and um, it, it was a company I was talking to, uh, Stuart, and they, uh, just to give you an example, um, they're VMware's and uh, EMC's fastest-growing VAR this past year in 2008, building out a multi-million-dollar infrastructure. It kind of reminds me of the ASP frenzy 
um, in the uh, you know the late 90s, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting though is where ASP was kind of a maybe it will work and maybe it won't. As we knew, a lot of people put in data centers that really never you know we didn't have the bandwidth, the computing power we do now. But what's interesting is this company, um, their their sweet spot. Um, is about 150, 200 employees up to the 2,000, 2,500 employee range. Um, they have 15 companies out of their uh, 7,500 100 company client base that have literally committed already to getting rid of their core IT staff, you know, the infrastructure staff, and uh, keeping on their business analysts. Let's just say it's a 500 user manufacturer and they're running JD Edwards, for example. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, my point being is this is the fastest growing segment where people are literally committing to saying, yep, I'm done. We're, we're done with this amount of payroll in our organization. You take everything. You put it in your organization. Give me five nine. These guys are committing five nines of reliability, you know, uh, of, of, of uptime bandwidth, they're doing all the backups, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, so that's the immediate real cloud that I'm seeing right right now. Uh, have, you, have you seen anything similar in that business range as far as that, that's where I'm, I've seen some significant movement already? I mean, I, I think it's all over the map. It's, um, you know, smaller businesses are looking at it from a, from a hosting model. Where right. they just want to buy the even the FBS server, mm-hmm. cost of maybe thirty five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars to to bigger companies looking at you know from a disaster recovery and uh, moving you know backup servers off site so in case in a disaster they can you know move things you know or even just swing things over to their disaster recovery site so I think in the middle there it's it's, it's all over the place the different different companies are doing different things and and uh, it's gonna be really interesting what the next year a bit. Uh, plays out. And my opinion is, Andrew, on this is that even when in the economic downturn, is that more and more companies are going to look for lower cost alternatives. I mean, like maybe a Microsoft BPOS solution that's thirty some odd dollars a month per user, mm-hmm. compared to buying the infrastructure. So, you know, how do you know? Maybe one question for you would be is, you know, in your opinion, what how should IT professionals, uh, you know, get ready for this? And how you know maybe how does an RMM solution work into something like this? Well, you know, I think that, you know two two distinct questions there. Um, I think my my uh, my uh, you know friend Frank Alteri up in this is the company up in in New Jersey, um, Veracity. They're they're they are you know fully embracing you know their you know their Kaseya implementation and you know offering you know traditional uh, you know it's funny. You know, we're already saying traditional managed services. You know, uh, you know whether you call it, uh, you know, a model where it's I'm just throwing out, you know, something that everybody knows. It's thirty, forty, fifty dollars a month for a PC. It's two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month for a server. T- traditional model, uh, where mm-hmm. your IT staff or your virtual CIO or your trusted advisor, we manage your vendor relationships, all those other things. But I think where, where. The, to, to get ready for for the cloud is to understand you know um, what kind of model you're going to embrace. For example, in this gentleman's uh, model, he he's sitting there going, "Look, I already have the infrastructure in place." Now, not everybody has that, certainly. So again, we we always talk about partnering, and maybe that's that's where you're going to start to look if you're a, a smaller player out there. 
but for him, it, it's a matter of he's getting agents out there. He's building his um, farm league of leads, and he's letting you know that the Kaseya agents give him leads and going out and educating or bringing people into his his showcase and saying, look, you know, let's look at your cost of ownership of you know uh, of IT. Uh, do you want to be doing projects? Do you know every X amount of days? You know, do you, you know when's the last time you upgraded this server? It, um, here's what I'm seeing on your servers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that's that's what I'm seeing is a very effective model to uh, embrace the embrace the cloud. That's what he's doing. Uh, he's already moving people onto his hosted exchange model as a result of this. People are not gr- upgrading SBS servers. Um, so. Um, you know, he and, and and they're moving web servers. So he's using everything he's already built um, in conjunction with the tool. Um, yeah. Uh, fair. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty fair. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity there, and I think we have to just have to look look uh, a little deeper than uh, you know traditionally you know what we've been used to. And I love how you say traditional managed services, and we you know it's only been we've only been doing it for what five years maybe if, if that. Some of the yeah. adopters. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, some a little. You know, some people will say, oh, "I've been doing it all along." You know, we've always been a managed service provider. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, five years. It's really been the hot, hot buzzword, and now we're already seeing, as everybody knows, commoditization of it. Um, you know, people are starting. Well, this guy charges thirty bucks a PC, and you charge forty. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas we would never see that before. But obviously, the good news is, um, you know, the. You know, when when Dell takes a stance, not that we want to hear that word in the channel, but, you know, when you get companies that have the billions of dollars to throw at something and they're legitimizing it, um, you know, that that certainly helps things. I think what what it does tell us when you look at the earnings from, you know, the tech datas and Ingram Micros from their traditional business and they're way off, yet, you know, in Ingram, uh, their seismic side of the business is way up, Right. What that's what that's telling me is, uh, I think we, as uh, smaller IT professionals, we're going to have to specialize even that much more to differentiate ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. One of my clients um, is probably probably considered one of the uh, larger MSPs in the country. Um, they're called Safe Systems, and most people have never heard of them. Um, but they're uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they are a group of former um, uh, uh, C-level IT people from bank, the banking industry. And uh, not that financials are necessarily where the vertical you want to be right now after what we've just gone through. Um, but uh, point being is that no one really, you know, has the breadth and depth. Or arguably, there's probably some like Jack Henry or COCC up in you know Connecticut. But there's very few people that have their depth of expertise to understand the, the laws, the um, uh, the the, the um, oh gosh, compliance issues, um, and all the things around. Uh, banking, credit union, et cetera, and the industry applications specifically to run those businesses. Um, so to differentiate and to, and, to, and to stay alive, in my opinion, you know, to be a generalist um, may not be, you know, I, I think you need to be a little bit of a, of a specialist, a little more than, than we used to, because if you do have that 
industry or at least understanding of that company's business and, and, and vertical application, I think it's going to be a lot harder for uh, a Dell, if you will, or a Microsoft or whoever it is that is this 800-pound gorilla to come in and go, okay, yeah, we, yeah, you can do it cheaper. Yes, you can do it $30 a PC and this guy's charging me 50 or whatever, right? There's a, there's a cost differentiator there, but there's a value to that relationship that this guy knows my business, you know? Well, I, I totally agree with you, and I'm, I'm very um, involved with the Trusted Business Advisor program that IntegratedMar.com is uh, launching uh, here in Canada, but I think it's all over the, all over the globe. Uh, where they're really starting to push this whole, and I, I think the term's overused, but I think it's uh, still a relevant term. And I, I like what you said about you know being a generalist. And uh, I talked to uh, Jim Estill uh, from Phoenix on this program in the past, and he uh, talks a lot about finding your niche and picking niche markets to go after. Now, and you use the example of the banking industry. Well, if I was an IT professional or I don't know even a small bank. Uh, and uh, wanting to hire and uh, outsource my IT support to, you know, I pick three or four companies, chances are I'm going to leverage the guys who do have the industry knowledge because, you, you, like you said, Andrew, is they understand the applications, they understand how, to, you know, how the industry works, they understand the compliance and regulations around, you know, data protection and, you know, privacy information. That's key, and I think it's going to be a main differentiator for a lot of IT companies over in the next year, especially now that we're, you know, it's the market softening. I see a big swing going to the consulting world because companies want to reduce their payroll. They, you know, they've still got to create shareholder value if they're a publicly com- public company. Uh, even private companies still have to have a shareholder value component, and they want to make sure the balance sheet's in order. Uh, and consult and outsourcing IT support is a great way to. Uh, reduce, I would say reduce cost, and if you find an MFP who understands the industry but also can do it at a fraction of the cost of having IT people on staff, you're further, you're going to be further ahead uh, picking verticals again. We, in, here in Calgary, it's an oil and gas uh, market, so you know what, guess what our vertical is? Well, sure. That's a lot of our efforts and understanding is the oil and gas industry, but there's a big banking industry here and manufacturing as well. Um, so, I mean, you really nailed it. It's, and it's the importance of it. And having a tool like Asea could, you know, really add some benefit to their, to a company now that we don't have to actually have a body sitting there full time. We can monitor 50 oil and gas companies or 50 banks all at the same time. And it's basically, that's my understanding of how your tool works. Is that correct? Yeah. So, for example, um, you know, Safe, um, you know, Systems, uh, you know, we we they were a very, a very large takeaway uh, from an, another RMM tool, but. Uh, they, uh, you know, you're talking uh, in the neighborhood of 15,000 agents across, you know, some close to 300 community banks, and um, you know they're able to, um, because of the way the architecture of Kaseya is, um, uh, they are able to dynamically look at things. You know, all of a sudden, maybe Jack Henry um, has a patch that needs to be rolled out to, um, you know. Everybody on version six of a specific application. Well, they they don't need to go domain by domain by domain. They can you know dynamically filter on show me every device with this specific application with this specific version string, um, and and do some and, and and provide some remediation or action on all of those companies simultaneously uh, without having to put drop people into 
um, specific filters, you know. Um, so the there are some very unique things about uh, the way, uh, you know, not relying on, you know, um, WMI to discover assets. Oh, darn, this, this machine didn't have WMI optimized, so I can't find it. Um, or a device moving from one location to another location, and now it shows up as a, another asset in my, you know, my system, or I'm relying on, you know, multiple WSUS servers, and now all of a sudden I'm, um, I'm a business that's managing 50 WSUS servers. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, are, are you able to manage more endpoints more effectively with less labor uh, to d doing your tactical IT, and can back to our, our conversation a moment ago, um, and, and i got to tell you, just a quick tangent, um, you know, business owners in the IT field, I, I have the utmost admiration for because there is no other industry, if you think about it, where you have to morph and change yourself every, I, I mean, it's like every 12 months now, it used to be every two years. Um, if you think about what an IT professional has to go through to really be successful, they've got to change their business model, right? If I, if I bought a, a Subway franchise uh, five years ago, I'm still doing the same thing I am today. Granted, maybe Jared's a little thinner um, or, uh, you know, we've got a new spokesman, right? Um, maybe we've got seven different types of bread now. Uh, we've got whole grain. We've got, you know, all these different types of bread, but we're still making Subway sandwiches. Um, where, you know, now we've taken, you know, we're already saying, you know, like you said, you know, th three years ago, uh, managed services, two years ago, last year, managed services was hot. You know, now all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting there listening to, um, I think you were at the ConnectWise conference. Did you listen to um, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Carr's? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, so for those of you out there, Nick Carr wrote a book called The Big Switch, and he's the former um, editor-in-chief of the Harvard Business Review, and a lot of people think he's nuts, but uh, he's, he's uh, brilliant, and I think he's dead on. And if you look at, look at what, where he's saying, you know, all of a sudden he's saying, look, I, I think there's a great likelihood that we're seeing um, the exact same thing that happened in the Industrial Revolution that we're seeing in the IT field right now. And, and if you remember, Stuart, he, he talked about that people produce their own power. Uh, Burton Ironworks yep. he gives that example of, you know, the, what, what differentiated them in the Civil War is they had a massive wheel that looked like the back of a steamship that produced up to 500 horsepower of electricity, and that's how they were able to capture the, the contracts of the Union Army and all the horseshoes, and they were able to you know, garner all the uh, railroad spikes um, for Union Pacific Railroad. And, um, you know, he shows a slide 50 years later with this dilapidated wheel. Um, and then, you know, the next slide he says, you know, he says, well, what happened? And he shows a picture of a Westinghouse and, you know, Westinghouse utility. And everybody now all of a sudden is plugging in for their electric. You need two horsepower, you need five, you know, whatever, it's watts, right? So kilowatts and megawatts, and you need watts of electricity. Well, you know, there's a very valid argument he makes that, you know, in the next X amount of years, right, and, and we can already do it today, if you think about it, with Google Apps. You know, I want this app. Okay, go use it. Mm -hmm. It's right there for you. You want yep. Microsoft Live, it's right there for you. Or, you know, um, so it's it's a very... Uh, Going back where I where I started here is you know I, I really you've really in my opinion 
in order to differentiate yourself from just an IT professional, I think you know the, the need for business acumen and uh, uh, understanding uh, this organization and what runs and what drives them, and also um, becoming really a, a sales professional. So there's a lot more challenge than ever to a small business in, in this industry. At least that's my 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 summation of it. What are your thoughts? Stuart? Well, you know, the industry has changed a lot since I first got into it. it. Didn't seem that long ago. It was only 12 years ago, my friend. But uh, yeah, you know, a lot has changed, and uh, you know, if we if we don't embrace change, uh, we're going to uh, find ourselves being overtaken by some of these younger guys that understand all this stuff. And I think Harry Brelford said it right about a uh, maybe about a year ago. I had him on the program, and he said, you know, 2008, we're going to get a buy, so we can coast. For, through 2008, you know, most of us will do okay. And I think mm-hmm. that for, you know, except for the last few months, I think most of us did okay. And I know from my past experiences, we did pretty good until September 2008. That's when, you know, things started to decline a little bit. But I think in 2009, Andrew, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if you, in your thinking, we really need to start, you know, ramping things up and understanding what's really happened. So the, we had our buy year, now it's a year to, you know, hunker down and get things done. Yeah, I, I think you're you're absolutely correct. I think that um, uh, it, it's going to take a lot of people. I mean, when you when you you know you, you to your point, you know, you look at guys like um, Mike, Michael Cooch, who owns and runs Everon. He and Josh Clifford. Um, you know, you look at you know I, I I've had the good fortune of knowing Mike for about five six years now. Um, Mike Cooch didn't know he wasn't an IT professional. His partner is. Um, and they've built a business that, you know, many people will go, gosh, you know, that you won't be able to, you know, six years ago, you guys won't be successful. You don't, you're doing things differently. Well, they started up solely as a pure MSP play. They're in 16 states, right? They manage 300 companies. Um, they've already morphed themselves into uh, specialist in search engine optimization. They approach their sales cycles very differently uh, uh, they don't even talk really about technology anymore uh, uh, as they embrace or go into, into you know, uh, prospecting. They're, they've got a, a team of telemarketers. They've got 90 metrics that they manage and measure every single day of the telephone calls. They record them. They listen to them. Um, so you've got, you know, a, a, a very different model there. And you say these young guys, you know, these, these you know, uh, they they've – one particular client, they they um, they had a takeaway, and it was <clears throat> they were talking to the the customer. They they got an appointment, and they were talking to them about, you know, hey, we we went out and looked at your website. What's what did that run you? Uh, development, everything was about fifteen grand. What's it doing for you? Not much. It's a you know, it's a, an electronic business card. Exactly. And um, and in a matter of about six months or so. Um, they were able to turn that around into generating uh, enough lead flow and business for this particular client where the managed service part of that transaction, let's just say I'm throwing out a number, Stuart, it's $3,000 a month to do their MSP, right, their, mm-hmm. their servers and support and everything. It was actually a, a it became a profit center for the company. They were making net like a thousand dollars or more a month. I forget it may even been more. So, to your point, 
the creativity of some of these guys that are thinking outside the box. And that's not a unique, you know, he's not the only one that's specializing in SEO in the IT field, but the way they are approaching it is very different. Well, we had a, an event last night here in Calgary where I had my friend who's going to be on the, the program next week, David West, talking about SEO. Mm-hmm. And it was our best uh, attended event ever. We had 50 or so uh, small business owners out. Uh, and it's a hot topic, and that's what's going to differentiate a lot of us in the next coming years uh, is how we understand. You know, Andrew comes back to being the trusted business advisors. You know, we're not IT techs anymore. We have to be professionals. And I don't know if you know Mitch, uh, Mitch Garvis, but he's an IT pro here in, in Canada, out of Toronto. And Mitch told me uh, last year sometime is that there's two types of people in the IT industry. There's IT techs who can fix stuff, and we're always going to need guys who can fix stuff. But then there's IT pros that understand the big picture and you know things like SEO and understand the you know the balance sheet and how you know can have those conversations with our customers on you know the business in general so all up business you know how does how does your, you know how's your profit and loss statements looking this this year or how are you, how are you getting new customers and how are you driving opportunities in the marketplace and yeah, I think that's what's going to differentiate a lot of us over the next year. Yes, I, I, I think so. I, I, it's certainly business conversations, it's, and, and it's not technology conversations. Uh, and, and that's a very uncomfortable for a lot of people to be. You know, I've, um, For those of you who know me, um, I've been a big advocate of Sandler sales training. Um, fortunately, not all, or uh, caveat being that you know, Sandler's a franchise, and not all Sandler franchises are equal, but I happen to probably get the best one in, in Tampa here, a guy named Mark Fitzgerald. And, you know, Mark talks about he's worked a lot of IT professionals over his years, and he talks about probably one of the most uncomfortable things or the strangest thing is for that person to go, you, you know, you t- when he has the conversations is to you, you not, you not talk about technology. You can't. You know, the only time you talk about technology was when a specific question is around it, then you're the expert. But other than that, you know, it's a business conversation and what what challenges um, is this organization having? Simply, you know, very simple s- statement. But I, I'm, I'll tell you the first person, I'm, I'm absolutely guilty for someone that continually goes for uh, training and coaching, um, how quickly you can forget to, to keep yourself um, in that position of, hey, this is a business conversation. This is not a, a technology conversation. Um, fair? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of sharpening your own saw. And I love, mm. you know, one thing I love about the program, Andrew, is how we can take, you know, one uh, approach on, you know, and, and totally morph it into something else. But I think it's all great content that we're, we're talking about here is, you know, these are things that most... Uh, most companies may not even think about it. You know, what's the training program look like? And I, it's all great to do Windows 2008 server technical training, but I think we also have to look at some uh, business training here. So what I'm going to do, Andrew, if you're okay with it, I'm going to open up the phone lines here and see if we have we have a couple people on the line here. I'm going to see if they have any questions. And uh, we have a caller uh, from the 619 area code. I think that's San Diego. Is there somebody from Southern California that has a question for Andrew or I? I don't hear anything, but there's a caller there from 619, so maybe they're just listening, Andrew, and, okay. uh, and uh, just don't have a question. 
I mean, the only problem with this this service is that I, I can't see who has a question and who doesn't. But you know what? We, we're making do with uh, you know the cost. You can't complain for the cost, right? That's right. <laughs> but you know, that's, but you know, this is a great example of a cloud-based service. You know, Blog Talk Radio is a cloud-based service. In the right. past, we wanted to do something like this. We'd have to have a conference bridge. We'd have to record it. Then we'd have to upload it to a, a server somewhere. Now we just basically dial into a central phone number and you know takes it, records it, and then sends it out uh, over the internet. Well, interestingly enough, you know, we talked about Sandler a minute ago, and we talked about, and you just mentioned a cloud service. Um, you know, um, if you, Mark Fitzgerald, his company, up until about um, a year ago, Stuart, he had an SBS server. He had um, he had Exchange. And you know, had an IT guy. wasn't in a managed service relationship. Um, you want to take a guess where, he, where what he does today? No, I haven't got a clue. He's, he's about six employees, six seven employees. He's he runs his business on Salesforce. He runs his business on Google Apps, Google uh, Mail. Now, some people might go, "Well, how secure is that?" And there's certainly arguments for that, but. Point being is, Mark is even though he's a um, uh, a sales professional, sales trainer, business owner, and runs QuickBooks, by the way, um, uh, and and would be a case for that technology, Allenport, which we could talk about if you want. But um, he, he he said, you know, I've had it. I've, I, I'm done buying. I'm done supporting Microsoft. So he he's got MacBooks. He, you know, I love technology. It's really cool, but, you know, he doesn't need anything else other than really he's in the cloud. Mm -hmm. So it's just an interesting model where maybe someone, you know, two, three years ago would have bought an SBS server. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, interesting the way the the market's going, and I think we need to, uh, you know, be on top of it. So Andrew, let's um, you know, let's switch back over to uh, you know what you're doing with Caseya these days. So what what exactly is uh, your role there, and what uh, you know what did you what does your normal day look like? So um, I handle uh, I, I'm, bottom line. I'm a salesperson here at Caseya. Um, I've got a, a very n- a nice title as a regional sales manager. Um, my acronym's RSM, but I handle the uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island territory. Um, my job is strictly I'm a hunter. I'm banging the phones quite a bit. Um, uh, you know, so I'm doing traditional hunting sales. Uh, we've got a team that does relationship-based selling, but I'm out there trying to find companies uh, that either have or have not heard of Kaseya before that are using um, a, a competitive service or not and uh, getting in the door and uh, trying to uh, understand where their pain points are in, you know, um, running their business, and you know, can can uh, are they going to be open to uh, looking at, you know, engineer to endpoint ratios? Are they, you know, based on how they're delivering their services today, um, are they looking at uh, ways to reduce the cost of service delivery? Um, are they looking for ways of um, taking you know, a bunch of maybe companies in their database that they may do business with throughout the year. You know, it's the 80-20 rule, mm-hmm. right? They've got 20% of their clients that they see regularly and do things regularly for, but these 80, you know, they'll do something here and there for them. And what, you know, 
okay, out of that 80%, how many of those people have servers? Well, they might say 80% of all, 100% of that 80, 80 do. Okay, um, do you think at some point in the upcoming few years they may need to do something on those servers? Do they need to do upgrades? Well, you know, we all know, I shouldn't say we all know, I'm seeing in the companies I'm talking to, um, a project revenue is down already this year. Um, I had a conversation with my good friends here in Tampa that owns a $5 million VAR just this morning. Uh, project revenue, right, it's down 6% mm-hmm. quarter, so far year over year. Um, products are getting delayed. Um, okay, so what would it mean to have an agent out there, you know, that costs you 2 bucks a month telling you, um, information that you could go out there and basically, you know, use like OnStar, you know, um, you know the the GM OnStar model. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is happening. You know, your oil's low. Well, your server is, you know, the, you know the block. You're having block errors on your hard drive. What does that mean? Okay. Well, even though we don't do business with you regularly, let's start to educate them on what the options are before somebody else does. You know, before they maybe see an ad from Google or an ad from Microsoft that says, hey, you know, you could use our hosted exchange for X dollars a month. And they're, they are, you know what, let's not get that new exchange server. Well, beat them to the, you, you, someone's going to have to beat them to the punch, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that's where us as IT professionals can leverage and position ourselves. I mean, look, these are public companies, right? Um, whether it's Ingram, Tech Data, Microsoft, Dell, right? It, it doesn't take hard just go look at their 10 Qs if you want to understand, you know, declining revenues and where increasing revenue is coming from. Go look at a 10 Q, and you'll see, you know, um, you know, where their where the money where their where the future is, and and they've got to embrace services. They've got to embrace recurring revenue just like we do. Yeah, I mean, I I totally I totally understand where that's going, uh, Andrew. Um, Tell us, you know, do you have a success story that you can share? And you left a few names of some of, some of your best partners out there. Do you have any uh, success stories of how a partner has leveraged uh, Kaseya to win new business? Yeah, um, certainly. I, I, you know, I think that the the um, the the, the, the uh, one a real neat one is a guy named uh, uh, Greg Blood. So, um, yeah, he didn't personally happen to be my. Um, but it, I'll give you a few of them. Greg uh, uh, was, uh, you know, a lot of the guys out there. Let me give you a few of them. I'm going to talk about. Um, let me talk about. I'm, I'm going to write them down here so we can talk about them. Blood, Greg Blood. So talk about United Technology Group. Um, we can talk. I'm just writing a few of them down here. Sure. Um, well, while Andrew's writing it down, if you do have a question for us, uh, the phone lines are open. And you can get us on uh, at area code 646-716-8372, or you can get us through the chat window. So we have those two options open for uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, feel free to uh, let us know. We've got about 15 minutes left in our allotted time. Yeah, so uh, Greg's um, one of his clients, um, at least from my understanding, you know, he's a, and I've looked at the, the information, is that um, um, he's, you know, was doing some work for a law firm, you know, not, they have an internal staff. And, um, you know, I think a lot of guys out there have customers that have internal IT staff and, you know, maybe specialists hypothetically in Cisco or VMware or, or, or something, right, AD, um, that 
you know, when they need help, they'll bring that company in. Fair? Mm-hmm. Um, well, <clears throat> this law firm had a number of locations, a number of employees, and they were on Office 2003, and the, the law firm wasn't ready to make an upgrade into Office 2007. However, as you can imagine, a lot of Office 2007 documents were floating around be, because, again, being a, a law firm, yeah, um, not not a hard stretch to you know know your options here. I can upgrade Office 2007; it's cost a ton of money, or upgrade the Office 2007 compatibility pack, right? Across mm-hmm. several hundred uh, desktops and laptops. Um, so um, the internal uh, the office administrator that's typically in a law firm that kind of runs the or is in charge of the IT. Um, predicted that, you know, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of several weeks and his staff of four people to get all this upgrade done, and he, he associated it at a, a cost of something like $12,000 to the upgrade of labor. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, Kaseya is up to something in their library now of about 400 scripts, but um, Greg did a forum search, found um, the compatibility pack, tested it out, um, because the office administrator said, you know, hey, can you do this any more cost-effectively than I can? Um, Greg said, sure, I'll do it for five grand. And, you know, two and a half hours later, had it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolled out the agents, upgraded the uh, office, rolled them back. Um, so um, the way uh, uh, United Tech, uh, UTG out of Atlanta does, actually uses Kaseya is they've, they actually go in and embrace um, uh mid-sized firms with IT departments, tell them about their expertise in Cisco and, um, you know, uh, I think, um, well, certainly VMware and certainly, I, I believe they do Shortel. I forget the the, the, the um, phones that they specialize in. And um, they ask them about what, you know, what challenges are you guys having? You know, and a lot of, you know, so the frustration that these guys are having are not, you know, sh- you know, shouldn't be a shock. You know, they're, 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 They've got bailing wire and duct tape, also. You know, Stuart, they're they're still doing sneaker net. They're they're get their staffs getting cut. They're you know they've got X amount of locations, and you know they've got this type of remote control here, that type over there. They um, may have WSUS servers, or they may just have Windows Update servers. Um, you know, but everything's haphazard. Very poor monitoring tools. Companies not going to invest in a good infrastructure tool. And so what they're doing is they're going in and saying, hey, well, we'll, we'll parse off a block of Kaseya agents for you, you know, three, two, three hundred agents, charge them, you know, whatever it is, two, three, four, five bucks an agent, maybe more per month. Well, all these internal IT departments have operating expense. They can go out and spend X amount per month, right? And, uh, and so they've been able to, you know, successfully uh, not only pay for Kaseya, but profit from not even doing anything other than embracing, and then they, they get that project work from from that. Um, uh, it's also, again, setting themselves up for if there is a drastic downturn and they do get rid of staff, hey, well, we know how to do it. It's our tool. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a, a key thing, and you combine that with something like what ConnectWise is doing with their downstream IT, and you got a win-win for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I mean, and 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 uh, you know, the the last one is uh, you know what Safe Systems does is, you know, traditionally um, you know when as, as uh, going into a bank, you know, there's got to be an audit done, 
you know, and, you know, they wanted to go nationwide and, and you know, flying people around um, around the nation is getting costly and, um, you know, not needing to, you know, uh, you know, deploy a WSUF server or have WMI uh, 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 on a site that could remotely deploy agents um, get back uh, information on that individual on that company's network in a matter of you know minutes, uh, and and provide them you know an audit report um, and uh, do it in a much more cost-effective manner than flying people around. Um, so they've been able to expand geographically, as well as uh, reduce the cost and um, um, win win business that ma in that manner. Well, some, you got some great examples there of how professional, IT professionals and IT companies and managed service providers are leveraging a tool like ASEA to win in the marketplace, Andrew. And it sounds like uh, a lot of people are having a lot of success stories with it. So, you know, I, you know, we've been listening, we've been talking here for the last 50 minutes. You know, I'm, maybe I'm, you know, a few weeks down the road, and uh, you know, I'm just finished my workout at the gym, and I feel, you know, listen to our conversation here, and I want to learn more. What's the best way to Get more information about how you know how a partner can I use Cafea uh, to uh, you know better my business and provide a stronger uh, level of service to my client base. Yeah, sure. So um, you know we're, we're, we've got a lot of things coming up here in 2009. One of the um, really neat things is um, um, for those of you out there, I mentioned him earlier. Um, have you heard of Gary Pika before, Stuart? No, I don't think I have. Well, Gary built a, a $6 million recurring revenue business in, um, in Philadelphia called Dynamic Digital, and about three years or so ago, he was acquired by MindShift and then really helped them, you know, grow their recurring revenue model and, and stretch out um, uh, regionally, and then they continue to be a, a powerhouse. Um, and Gary has since kind of started up his own own thing, and he's going to be actually doing roadshows um with Kaseya, so you're gonna you're gonna you know hear from a guy that really did it um, and, and did it big, um, and 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 his bread and butter, you know that that he was able to to build. You're talking his main client base was 20 to 60 users, um, and uh, and the guy's phenomenal. Um, ironically, Gary and I had a similar start in our sales careers. Our his he was with uh, ADP, Automatic Data Processing, and so was I in my first sales job, which gave you a pretty pretty good training ground. Um, so we're doing stuff like that. You certainly can go to Kaseya.com. We constantly have great webinars and great um, uh, guests. Um, and, um, you know, feel free to give me a call. Even if, you know, you're not in the New England region, I certainly can help you get you to the right person. Um, so, uh, but we've constantly got events going on both virtually and at trade shows um, uh, coming up here. Wonderful. So the best way to reach you, Andrew, is how? Um, one of two ways. You can either uh, e email me, and it's andrew.morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, at Kaseya, K-A-S-E-Y-A dot com. Um, you can call me at 415-694-5700, extension 1244. Wonderful. So I encourage everybody to you know check out Kaseya.com, and uh, they get some good stuff uh on their website there, and one of the things I'm, you know, looking at, uh, you know, Andrew, you even got stuff on there about backup and disaster recovery plans, and so a lot of good stuff coming from Kaseya in the next uh, next little while. 
Yeah, well, we, you know, we've, we've just had a major release on both our, our uh, backup disaster recovery, um, where uh, we now have, uh, you know, synthetic full backups. We, um, you know, provide, um, you know, without even the, the uh, cost of necessarily, you know, you could have a NAS device on site, but not necessarily need, um, you know, the, the, a, um, you know, the, you could do on-site, off-site, but, um, we can do uh, a VM, restore a VM session in a matter of 30 minutes to an hour now from disk. Um, so the, the really big creativity that's come out of this latest uh, BUDR release, as well as our uh, endpoint security that we're, just came out as well. Um, so yeah, the, the, and then the roadmap that you can see out there at Kaseya.com uh, is pretty impressive. Where uh, where this uh, what you're going to see in 209 from this organization is pretty stellar. Wonderful. So I'm looking forward to working with uh, you and your team uh, a little more closely here in the next little while, and and uh, and you know, and building that relationship with uh, you and the entire team at Cafe Andrew. So you know, I've been very fortunate to have you as a good friend over the last year, a few years, going back to the ConnectWise days. So I look forward to taking that to a whole new level in 2009 here. Yeah, likewise, Stuart. Always, always a pleasure. Uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. You know, one thing I I, I, I would would be remiss if I forgot is that. You know, uh, if you're, you've heard of uh, Joe Panettieri's group, uh, yes. MSP Mentor, um, yep. you know, in the, and he came out with the MSP Mentor 100 in the, this past year, and uh, an amazing statistic is uh, uh, 60 out of that 100 uh, run Kaseya. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and, and again, you know, we talk about, you know, a company like MindShift, which is arguably one of the, you know, powerhouses out there. Um, that uh, you know, uh, in-house IT, you know, that are, you know, have just, you know, just amazingly large uh, endpoint to engineer ratios in the neighborhood of you know one engineer to you know, uh, you know, this is the anomaly, but you know, several thousand endpoints. So, um, you know, the, the, these companies out there that are are using the tool are really uh, are really making. Uh, uh, some very nice profits out of it, and and making a difference in their bottom lines. It's great, and and, and I'm looking really forward to uh, you know, understanding how that works uh, coming up in the next little while. Andrew, once again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, you know, stay warm there in uh, in the Tampa area. <laughs> I'll certainly do that, Stuart. You know, you know, Bundle we would, up wish, there, we would love that 50 or 60 degree weather, but uh, we'll take our plus three Fahrenheit. Well, Ju- June's around the corner, right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you again, my friend, and uh, all the best to you uh, going forward to the new year here. And we look Likewise, forward to uh, we look forward to chatting with you again real soon. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to our program today. Again, we're on here every Friday at uh, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast at SmallBusinessITRadio.com. Our upcoming shows include some great stuff. We have, uh, like I mentioned, David West. Dave runs a company called Exact Solutions, E K Z A C T here in uh, in Calgary. And uh, David will be talking about SEO and how to get found on the Internet. And we had a great uh, thing last night here in Calgary where we had a jam-packed room uh, for an entrepreneur club that we uh, we both belong to. And then coming up in future shows, we have uh, you know the guys from Autotask on uh, at the end of uh, February talking about uh, partnering with Autotask. We have a gentleman by the name of Perry Belcher booked to come on at the end of January. And Perry's a, a leader in social networking, uh, all kinds of good stuff. You can get more details at smallbusinessitradio.com. 
uh, go on and sign up uh, and uh, you know get the uh, as a favorite and get your alerts when things are happening. And uh, you know and and follow us on uh, on Twitter and you can get us at uh, twitter.com uh, slash s crawford itm would get you uh, my uh, direct access into Twitter. And you can follow us on there as well. So thank you very much, uh, Andrew, for uh, for joining us. Thank you uh, for all listening to our Small Business IT Radio program for the first one for 2009. I do wish all the best uh, to 2009. Uh, again, it's time to uh, time to take action. We had our uh, I think we had our buy year in 2008. Now it's time to move forward and uh, and go and uh, and go forward in uh, in winning winning business. And I want to share with you one last uh, little tidbit of information. I had an email from a friend of mine. Uh, this week, who uh, mentioned that he is going to boycott the recession. So there you go. So people are electing not to play in this uh, downturn economy. Anyway, this is Stuart Crawford from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, signing off for uh, this week's Small Business IT Radio program. Check us out online, smallbusinessitradio.com. 